All right, welcome on into the Intern Allen Show, episode 22 or 23 or something like that. Um, it is Thursday, December 21st, first day of winter, technically. Um, we are live from Fargo, North Dakota, not Miami, Florida. I'm home, um, a little bit sick, don't know if you can hear that, not like sick, just like, I feel completely fine, except for there's a lot of, like, shit in my nose. A lot of, like, mucus or whatever. So I sound weird. Um, gonna have my boss, one of my bosses, Loon Mags, on the pod later. Uh, go over to Goose, Matt, and Kathy's house to record some of the pod. Um in the post game. So I think it's going to be a lengthy post game talking about, I don't even know yet. We haven't recorded it yet. Um, so I'll maybe try to buzz through some of this, uh, some of the sports section of this pod, um, to make it not like an hour and a half long. Um, didn't pod last week. Really no reason for that. Actually, there is a reason for that, but it's not like a, like a good excuse per se. This was actually going to be my post game. Um, but now since we're doing the Megs post game, I'll make it my pregame. Look at that. Um, every uh, every year, I get addicted to FIFA for like two months. Um, and usually, so what usually happened when I was in college, FIFA comes out like mid-October or whatever. I'd like pre-order the game. Like, pay 20 extra bucks to play it a week early type shit. And you get extra packs, whatever. Um, and then, like, the night it came out, I would already have it pre-downloaded. And when it was, like, released so I could play it, I'd, like, stay up. It was usually, like, a midnight. And then I'd like, stay up, like, three hours that night. And then for, like, all of October and November and, like, December until Christmas break, I'd be low-key addicted to FIFA. Didn't buy FIFA this year. Was like, oh, I'm too busy, like too much stuff going on, whatever. Then semester ended, I was like, I'm bored. Wonder if I should just buy FIFA. And now I'm like fully addicted to FIFA, like two months late. It's also not called FIFA anymore, EA Sports FC 24. Um, just grinding ultimate team. Got the weekend league coming up. Excited for that. But that's why I didn't, I just... I totally should have recorded last, like, Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. Just played FIFA instead. So that's my excuse. I come on here on the pod and be like, oh, I'm quitting music, going to do a lot more with the pod. No, I just got addicted to FIFA anyway, instead. Got addicted to FIFA instead. Um, so that's a pregame. We're back now. Pod is back. No more excuses. Pod is back. Um, two very disgusting Vikings games to talk about. The Wolves still wail. Um... Twins didn't sign Shohei Otani. We'll talk about that briefly, maybe. But um, <clears throat> let's get into it. And I'm not going to go through every NFL game. We'll go through the divisions like we did the last time I skipped a week. Just see who's in the playoff playoff scenario type thing. Um, all right. Last not not last week, two weeks ago, the Vikings beat the Raiders three to nothing. Um, this past week, they lost to the Bengals 27 to 24. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the Raiders game first because it happened first. We know the Josh Dobbs thing was over. We kind of knew that after the Bears game. Um, I did not think they should have gone back to him because we've seen sort of what he does. And that's like, first couple games in a spot start, he's really good, and then all of a sudden you figure him out and he's not that good anymore. Um, and that's exactly what happened to us. He had two, three good halves. As I said, I've talked about it on the spot before. We kind of even knew after the Broncos game that it just wasn't really, um, like he just didn't have it the way that we thought he had in some of those really fun games that he played. Um, so obviously that was disgusting. Literally scored three points the entire game. Josh Dobbs got benched. 
Nick Mullins got us a field goal, and we won the game. The Raiders are a very confusing football team right now. They, like, the week after losing to us 3-0, to um, they went out and beat the Chargers, like, 50 rip or something against Easton Stick, former uh, Bison. But um, what was that game? It was 63. They scored 63 points. They were a touchdown shy of Miami 70 this year, um, earlier this year. 63 to 21. So I guess we can say that it was a good defensive performance to hold a team to zero points. Obviously, anytime you get a shot on the NFL, it's good. So, like, a lot of times you say that, oh, it's the Raiders. Like, against the Bears, it's like, oh, we hold them to 12 points. Oh, it's the Bears. Like, but then the Raiders drop 63 the next week on a short week. So, it, I mean, you have to give credit to the defense in that case. Defense played really well. There's been a lot of um, little chitter-chatter around NFC North teams, around a little bit in the national media that um, about Brian Flores' defense, how it's different than any defense we've ever seen before. Um, I don't like, and I'm not an X's and O's guy, so I don't like super know what all that means. I just know he's blitzing at like a higher rate than we've ever seen type of thing. Josh Metellus is playing like literally everywhere. Um it's a lot of like confusion with the formation defensively, which is cool. Um, and there's been games this year where the defense is like the strongest unit on the team, which going into this season we thought would be like we thought it would be the weakest unit on the team, and the team the reason the team might not go that far. Um, so that being said, sure you can be like, yeah, the offense was terrible. Josh Dobbs sucks. We won a game by three to zero. Be like, that sucks, boo. And it does suck. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with our offense? But I think you can't discount what the defense did in that game and what has done for most of the year, or at least for much of the year, and that is just be a lot better than expected. Um, with that said, the game against the Bengals last week, 27-24, was going a lot of a similar way defensively. I think they had three points in the first three quarters. Um, but then they went on three straight touchdown drives to tie the game. And then, you know, won it at overtime. Um, 24 points to the Bengals. A lot of offensive weapons. 24 points in regulation. That is three points in overtime. It's, like, not terrible. But the way we played in those first three quarters felt like the game and loon mush said this in the chat this is like a game we were going to blow blow them out in it's maybe the first time we um credit to loon mush for the stat first time we beat a team by 17 or more in four years like that's where it seemed like we were going nick mullins was playing well enough the offense wasn't great but the defense had complete control of the game and then all of a sudden they go on three straight touchdown drives to win the game or to tie the game I wasn't able to, like, watch this game with a lot of attention on it. I was, like, in between working here and there, um, able to watch an hour here, sort of barely watch an hour here while I'm doing other things. So I wasn't able to, like, be locked into the whole game. So I don't really know how it happened that um, we were just, like, dominating defensively and then all of a sudden weren't. T. Higgins got involved to a big way, I know. Jake Browning started going off, I know, but um, don't really know what in sort of beyond that what adjustments were happening um, on the Bengals side that uh, we weren't matching on the defensive side. But that's the type of thing where like, okay, this defense has played well at times and the scheme is really good and it's kept this team when the offense has been really bad, it's kept them relevant and average, I guess. They still don't have a lot of depth. They still don't have a lot of talent, personnel-wise, especially in the secondary. Um, and we saw Makai Blackman specifically have like an all-time no-effort play on the last T. Higgins touchdown, where he just kind of gave up. And the, I mean, great effort from T. Higgins, but to like stretch over the line after, you know. Made the catch, he's being tackled, stretching over the line. Makai Blackman also adds into that tackle instead of just sitting there, you know, 
that hand probably can't go where it went, maybe even fumble, who knows. Um, just stop playing. And you can't stop playing. Um, obviously, he won't like seeing that on tape and all this stuff, but like, in general, against guys like Teagans and Jamar Chase, we just can't sort of match up in our secondary. Um, it felt like a Broncos game in, in that way. Where it's like, defense is in control, defense is in control, offense is doing just enough. We feel good about the chances to win this game. We feel like we're going to win the game. Then all of a sudden, we can't get a stop. A really good wide receiver cooks one of our DBs, and the game's over. Or the game's, in this case, the game went to overtime, and, and it wasn't over, and, and then we lost. But, like reading the drives in that fourth quarter, and overtime... They had touchdown, which most of that drive was in the um, in the third quarter, to be fair. But with about like four and a half minutes left in the third quarter, they got the ball, scored a touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter. We punted three and out. Touchdown. We matched with a touchdown um, to Jordan Addison, who it was incredible in this game, as he has been all year. They come right back with a touchdown. That's the T. Higgins game, or that's the T. Higgins one. And we punt three and out. This was would have been the potential game-winning drive. Three and out, punt. Um, they kneel the ball. Then we get them to three and out in overtime. We turn the ball over on downs, trying to tush-push at, like, the 40 and fail. They... Barely have to move the ball, go down and score a touchdown. They ended up moving all the way to the 11, but, you know, they were getting the ball to 40, whatever it is, on our side. Or on their side, they only had to go 30 yards to be in pretty easy field goal range for Evan McPherson. Um, he ended up getting a 21 or 29-yarder from the 11-yard line, and game was over. Um, And their offensive drives before the fourth quarter, by the way, were field goal, punt, 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 end of half, interception. So how do we go from that to that so quickly is, is sort of the the mystery that like I'd like this team to figure out because a similar thing happened in the Broncos game, not, not quite to the same extent, but in control, in control, defense playing really well, all of a sudden we can't get a stop and the game's over. Um, I think <clears throat> big picture... And we'll talk about uh, how the NFC North looks like in a little bit. I think big picture, this team is not good, and they're not bad. This team will be eight and seven, or sorry, this team will be eight and nine or nine and eight, and they will deserve that completely average um, ranking. A lot of chatter in the first half of this past game against the Bengals that if this team had Kirk Cousins that we'd be Super Bowl contenders. I just don't think it's true. I just don't think it's true. Um, we'd be an easy playoff team. I'll say that. The way this defense is playing compared to how they're expected to, we'd be an easy playoff team. Um, but I don't think Super I just don't think there's any kind of Super Bowl contender or miss in the way that this team can't stay consistently good over four quarters type thing. Um, and good Super Bowl contenders team blow out teams that they should beat, which we have never done at any point this year, or in the last four years, as Lundbush mentioned. Um, now to the NFC North. Good news of the past two weeks is that the Packers are actually bad, uh, and I had a whole little freak out on, the, on these airways. Um, about how the Packers, like, the same thing's happening. Oh, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Lions. Um, and they're right back in playoff or playoff contention, and they're going to make a run and, and be better than us and get a playoff spot over us. They're going to beat us in Week 17. This is all, it's, everything's horrible. The sky's falling. Then they lose to Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They allow Tommy DeVito to put up 24 points on them. And then they also lose to the Bucks, allowing Baker Mayfield to put up 34. So 
they came back. I mean, they were six and six, like with all the momentum in the world, lose to two bad teams. And all of a sudden, here we are. They like looking at a New York Times playoff predictor, predict, predictor, or playoff percentages or whatever, which I don't know who makes these or how they figured out. But uh, the UFC North currently, we have the Lions at 99%, over 99% to make the playoffs. Um, we have the Vikings at 51% to make the playoffs, and the Packers at 22%. Two weeks ago, the Packers were probably up in like the 70 range. Um, or like the 50 range, at least 50, 60, maybe, um, they're back down to earth and they're not looking good right now. Um, so that's the good news. It's great news. Um, the bad news is that we haven't really excelled any better. I don't know if we beat the Packers right now because we haven't looked good in the last two games either. Um. All right. Also, the good news is like all the teams that we were, or many of the teams that we were looking at that sixth spot. Because right now we're in the sixth spot in the in the NFC. All the other like NFC wild card teams that we were like concerned about, they all lost. So we all everybody lost this past week, um, with the exception of the Rams, who are now in that seventh spot. Well, we're currently the sixth seed in the. In the NFC, scheduled to face Tampa Bay. Sorry, scheduled to face Detroit. Did I get that right? Yes, scheduled to face Detroit. Um, who like? I don't know if we're better than Detroit. I don't think we are, but Detroit doesn't feel unbeatable by any means. Um, the way that I think San Francisco and Dallas would be compared to us. Um. Obviously, nobody's playing San Francisco week one because they're or in the wildcard weekend because they're probably going to win the conference. Um, but yeah, let's transition now into talking about conference as a whole, playoff uh, positions as a whole. In the NFC, currently, Niners are one, Dallas is two, having beaten the Eagles Um and pass them in the division. They are now two. Detroit is three. Tampa Bay is four. Um, as the current NFC South leader, they are four at seven and seven. The Eagles at ten and four are five and have already clinched the playoff spot. Um, Minnesota is sixth at seven and seven. The Rams are seventh at seven and seven. Currently, there's three seven and seven teams making the NFC playoffs. Um, Um, I like San Francisco, as I mentioned before, I believe, or I may have picked the Eagles to win the conference with the bye. Now that San Francisco's killed the Eagles, and Dallas has killed the Eagles, and the Eagles lost to the, who they just lose to? They just lost to the, the Seahawks. They're in free fall, so they've clinched the playoffs, but who knows? I mean, they're not going to fall down to the 7-7s seven and sevens of the world, but they are going to be a 5 seed and probably deserve it, instead of... Um, you know, maybe they should be the four seed because Tampa Bay is going to be nine and seven or whatever. But Dallas is an easy two seed right now. I think Detroit probably loses one game to us, hopefully, and it's an easy three seed, easy division champion. Um, they have to play the Cowboys too, so they might lose too. But um, I don't think we're catching them at this point. Right now, the big thing is who's going to win the NFC South. Because Tampa Bay is seven and seven, New Orleans seven and seven, Atlanta six and eight, having just lost to the fucking Carolina Panthers, um, and so one of those teams is going to be a division winner, and then one of them probably, well maybe not, could be the wild card. Right now, the last two playoff spots that are not division winners and not Philadelphia are. Between Minnesota, the Rams, Seattle, New Orleans, all at seven and seven, Atlanta and Green Bay at six and eight. So those are teams with a real chance. Um, the Giants and 
Chicago are both five and nine right now, but they're not, and they're t- not technically eliminated, but they're not making playoffs. Why? Um, according to New York Times, uh, we have fifty-one percent chance to get that spot. The Bucks have a seventy-eight to win the division, and the Saints. But a 68% or 78% chance to make the playoffs, 68% chance to win the division. Saints are at 39% to make the playoffs. And the Seahawks are at 53%. So according to this, it seems like New York Times believes, or whoever does their math, believes that it's going to be um, the Bucks winning the division, us in the sixth seed, or Seattle in the sixth seed, and us in the seventh seed. Um what does it say about the Rams? It says the Rams are at 48. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of important games for the last three weeks between, you know, the six through nine teams in this um, in this uh, conference. We play the Lions, and then the Packers, and then the Lions. Um, would really help to win two of those. I think winning two goes a long way. Probably have to beat the Packers. Um, or at least should beat the Packers. And then maybe have to beat the Lions once. But I don't know. I, it doesn't feel that great. I, I would have loved to see, like, a Giants on the schedule right now or something like that. Um, the Rams. The Rams have the Saints, so that's a huge game. And that's tonight, even. That's tonight. That's a huge game. I'll probably watch. Um, the Giants would be nice to have on the schedule right now, and the Niners. So they're losing the Niners, but beating the Giants, that Saints-Rams game tonight is probably deciding a playoff spot in a big way. Um, the Saints have, obviously, the Rams tonight, and then the Bucks, another huge game, and then the Falcons. So the Saints are playing, like, three playoff games to finish this season. Um, whoop. the Bucks have the Jags, which could go either way, and then the Panthers, in addition to the Saints. So, um, a lot of really interesting games. I love the way they set it up with so many division games late, uh, and for teams that the division just so happens to be people were competing against in the wild card. It's really good football. Um, I like our chances if we win two games. If we win two games, I think we're good. If we win one game, I think we're fucked. So it's like <laughs> a couple completely toss-up games that we need two of. All right, AFC. Right now, the one seed is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they've clinched at 11-3. and three. They haven't clinched the one seed. They clinched the playoffs. Miami is a two-seed at 10-4. and four. Kansas City... Is a three seed at nine and five, but they've been struggling offensively. Four seed Jacksonville eight and six. Five seed Cleveland at nine and five. Six seed Bengals at eight and six. Seven seed Colts at eight and six. Just outside are Houston at eight and six and Buffalo at a very good eight and six. A very scary Buffalo team right now. Denver at seven and seven not going to be good. They're in the wrong conference if they want to be seven and seven. Um, This is crazy. This is really a a compelling division or a compelling conference. Um, I think the top three teams are pretty much set. I guess there's a chance that Buffalo comes back against Miami. Buffalo is the big the big question. Buffalo and Kansas City are really the big question marks in this in this um, conference in terms of like playoffs and who goes far. Is Kansas City bad right now? Like, offensively, they're weird. Um, they lost a lot of games they shouldn't have lost. In the past couple of weeks, they lost to the Packers. They lost to the Bills, who hadn't been good, but maybe the Bills are back. And they were just unconvincing against a really, really bad Patriots team. Can they beat the Bengals this week against a backup quarterback? They probably kill the Chargers because the Chargers have pretty much given up. Um, or, sorry, they play the Raiders this week, which... They should kill the Raiders, but, like, do, I don't know that they will. It's weird. Um, 
do they beat the Bengals? Should beat the Chargers. I have no worries about them making the playoffs and winning the division, but it's just like, are they the Chiefs that we thought they were? The other thing is Buffalo is on a tear. They seem totally back. Switching offense coordinators to Joe Brady, who's been... He was the passing game... Let me see if I can get this right as an elite-level ball knower. I believe he was the passing game coordinator or the quarterback's coach, sort of the same thing, at Buffalo, like Josh Allen's first breakout year, like when he first became Josh Allen, when I owned him in fantasy and won the league because of him. That is when Joe Brady was like the offensive passing game coordinator or the quarterback's coach. Um, He then went to be offensive coordinator under Matt Rule at the Carolina Panthers, I think. And it was not a good, it wasn't good. But now he's back as the offensive coordinator. Um, In Buffalo, that was a change that they made like three weeks ago. And since that change was made, close loss to the Eagles. We killed the Jets, who was still a good defense. Close loss to the Eagles. Beat the Chiefs and killed the really good Cowboys team. Cowboys aren't very good on the road this year or ever, but um, still killed them. If this if this Bills team is back to the Bills that we think they are, they'll have no problem with the Chargers. They'll have no problem with the Patriots. And Bills versus Dolphins could be for the division. And I feel like you like the Bill. I I feel like I would like I would take the Bills. Like, there's definitely not a line out for that two weeks down the road, but Bills versus Dolphins right now, maybe Miami's favored by a point or two because they're at home, but I don't I don't think the Dolphins are a better football team than the Bills right now. Um, and if this Bills team is what the Bills teams they are, they can beat anybody any week, and they're just as much in playoff or in Super Bowl conversation as any other team because it doesn't matter if they're the sixth seed, you know. Bills versus Ravens next week. Neutral site. Who's the better? I, Bills might be favored. Obviously, wouldn't be a neutral site in the playoffs, but like, if they are the sixth seed or something like that, they face Miami. Um, in the first round of the playoffs, you know who you got? I, maybe the Bills. Uh, they can win it. They can beat anybody, and they can. I feel like they can win the Super Bowl just as much as anybody right now. Um. New York Times agrees with me, by the way. They have the Bills a 7% chance to win the Super Bowl, which is not, isn't, isn't that high. But the Chiefs are at 8%. The Cowboys are at 7%. And the Dolphins are at 5%. By the way, whoever does the math for this has... The Niners at a 42% chance to win the Super Bowl. That's... I mean, the Niners are really good. But... Jesus Christ, 42%. We're in the... Four out of ten times the Niners can win the Super Bowl if you run it out the rest of the year. That's kind of crazy to me. But, um... They have the, obviously, part of that is because they have a bye, I guess. Because right now they have the Ravens at 21%, and the big reason is that they have a bye. Or they're likely to have a bye, so it's already one playoff game they don't have to play statistically or probabilistically. That makes sense. Anyway, who cares? Um... Let's make some predictions. AFC. Um, Baltimore's going to be one. I believe they hang on to it. I think Miami falls back a little bit, but I don't think KC beats them necessarily. Um, they'll be either two or three between the two of them, and I don't think anything changes there. Jacksonville has the same record as Houston right now and the same record as Indy, but they are currently winning the division on tiebreakers. The NFC or the AFC South could be really, really interesting. Jaguars... Face the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans. So those are easy games to finish out. Indy, who just is good. Yeah, I just have to admit that Indy's good now. Face the Colts, the Panthers, and the Texans to finish out. And then Houston faces the Browns, the Titans, and the Colts. Um, based on that, you probably like the the Jaguars to hang on to that spot. Um, and maybe Indy to hang on to the seven seed right now. Houston has a tough... Um, <coughs> toughest remaining schedule between those three. But obviously that Indy-Houston game, week 18, is going to be 
probably to decide a playoff spot, which would be really fun because I think both those teams are imperfect and not quite ready, but both still good. Um, Houston should have C.J. Stroud back by then, which makes a huge difference, but they're down a lot of receivers. Nico Collins is hurt now. Tank Dell a little bit hurt or is hurt out for the rest of the season. Nico Collins is a little bit hurt. We'll see if he comes back. I'm sneaky, a huge Chargers fan, or not Chargers, Texans fan, as I've mentioned. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, Buffalo is going to sneak their way. They're going to get into the playoffs, so I just think they are. Um, so one of these eight and six teams, unless they keep pounding and keep going, is going to be falling out. So that could be Cincy, could be Indiana, or Indianapolis. Um. But yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a fun, really fun three weeks of football, to be honest. Um, to finish out the, I I know the Vikings thing right now isn't fun, but like, if you're a fan of the league, there's a lot of really good football, really important games being played in the next three weeks to, in some like pretty like varied and intense playoff races. So it's, I'm excited. Um, all right. Since we last recorded, the Timberwolves are 5-1. and one. We we rock. We're just good. Seems like every time I record, we like either swept the past week before the recording or it's been two weeks and we lost one game in two weeks. We're just good. Um, a lot of power rankings have us ranked number one. Um, <clears throat> we're just, I mean, we're just all over it. Um, let me see. Power rankings from two days ago. CBS Sports. Celtics back on top. What the fuck? Oh my gosh, they just hit me with 17 pop-ups. What? No. Okay, I have to undo my ad block to watch this, to read this website. That's so stupid. All right. Okay, we're second. According to CBS Sports. Celtics are better than us. Even though we beat them. Whoop. NBA.com power rankings. Celtics won. Timberwolves second. What? <laughs> By the way, we lost last week. Or, sorry, last week. Last night to the Sixers game I watched. Or to the Sixers I watched. Um... Joel Embiid had 18 free throws and 51 points. So, I mean, it's just like, like, he was good. I'm not going to sit here and say Joel Embiid was not good last night. He was really good. But, um, he got just about every call in, in the world. I mean, he was at the free throw line often, just all the time. 17 points off free throws is tough. Um, and it's just like, like, he was protected. He was, like, <laughs> complaining about the rest is stupid. It is what it is. But it's real. Um, stars get protected both on defense. There was a couple times where he fouled our guys while he was on defense. That it just wasn't called. Um, and then, like, everything was called against him. Like, little ticky-tack shit. Joel Embiid to the free throw line. Like, that type of shit. It happened all night. Um, but, like, notably, like, Jim McDaniels, like, had a layup, like, over him. It was, like, the closest thing you could have to, like, a poster layup on Joel Embiid. Like, he laid up on his head. Um, and it was, like, just, like, so obviously a foul against Joel Embiid. It should have been an and one. And... Anthony Edwards tried to, like, dunk on Joel Embiid. And he was fouled. He just was. Like, hand on the shoulder, like, pushing him down. Like, all the shit. It was just a foul. It just was. And Edwards got a technical for that. I think later, yeah, later, Chris Finch got a technical complaining about the Joel Embiid whistle. Like, I get he's MVP of the league or whatever. Um, but they won that game by, like, 15 points. Um, I don't remember the exact final score. It's like 127 to 113. That's a guess. Let's see how close I am. 
Oh, that's exactly what it was. I swear to God, that was a guess. Um, like, I mean, they beat us by a good 14 points, but, like, and there obviously maybe wasn't a 14-point difference in the whistle, but, like, I think the game looks a lot differently if the if the refereeing went differently. So I don't even, like, sit here and count this as a big loss. I mean, the Sixers are a good team, so if we lose to them, like, whatever, they're 19-8, and eight, we're 20-6, and they're not that different. But um, at home, Joel Embiid, MVP of the league, like, getting the biggest star whistle of all time. I don't think it's that. Um, of, like, a horrible loss for us. And... Some really good wins this week against um, the Heat and the Pacers and who is the other one? The Mavericks, I believe, in the end of last week. But um, great defensive showings. Those are all pretty high-octane offense teams. Um, The Pacers maybe standing out above all those is uh, is just offensively, like, really good right now. Kept them all under 110, and then we put up somewhere in the 115 range and beat them all. And, you know, we'll, we can do that. This team can be better offensively, but we can do the hold a team to 106 and score 112. We can do that all year, and we've been doing that all year. That's like bread and butter Timberwolves basketball right now is to hold a team under 110 and then score just a little bit over 110. Um But yeah, the Mavericks have been good offensively this year. Uh, the Pacers have been good offensively this year. Halliburton's been really, really good. Um, but just maybe a little bit of a reminder. Anthony Edwards is him. Halliburton is not him. Um, Edwards had 37 in that game. That wasn't a guess. I'm looking now. <coughs> But yeah, Timberwolves are good. Um, no real concern um, with the loss last night. It just is what it is. Um, face the Lakers tonight. Um, the Kings and the Thunder and the Mavericks and the Lakers. So a lot of good teams finish out the month, but um, we'll see what kind of star whistle LeBron gets tonight if he's playing. But yeah. All's good in Timberwolves land. Like, no real complaints here. Um, Yeah. Could probably use a backup point guard. Could probably use one. I just, like, don't... Well, the Timberwolves are at a spot where, like, getting down to the rest of the year, they're going to start making moves with, like, the playoffs in mind. And, like, adding little pieces here to, like, build a team that is going to be comfortable and, like, good in the playoffs. Um, To what extent they do that compared to a team like the Lakers that does that all the time and just, like, changes their entire roster? Probably not much. But I think little pieces here and there, like a really good veteran backup point guard, could be huge like Mike Conley has been absolutely fantastic he's been great um if we had another like Mike Conley but not quite as good like a backup Mike Conley I'd love that because it just the Shake Milton stuff is just not great and the Nikhil Alexander Walker stuff is like better some nights than others and it's just Anthony Edwards isn't a point guard, and we don't want him to be. And to have like two really solid ball handlers, calming presences on the floor, is really good. Um, plus, guard play in the playoffs, like you just need it to be good because defenses, especially in the perimeter, just ratchet up just a little bit. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's. I mean, we're like the best team in basketball. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm asking for a lot. But like, if I felt not great about one spot, it would be backup point guard right now. Um, but yeah, Timberwolves are good. Um, 
the Twins did not sign Shohei Otani. Um, he went to the Dodgers for $700 million, which sucks. Like, I like Shohei Otani. Like, I don't know how you couldn't. He's, like, awesome and, like, cool as fuck. And he pitches and hits. But I don't want to cheer for, for him on the Dodgers. Like, it is, oh, God. Like, when he was on the Angels and him and Mike Trout were on the Angels, I was like, like, I wouldn't cheer for the Angels. But, like, I would, like, want the Angels to win because I want to see them in the playoffs. Like, I want, like, two of the best players. Like, the two maybe the best players of, like, this generation currently right now, this group of players. Like, I want to see those guys in the playoffs. Like, we got to see Miguel Cabrera in the playoffs when he was the best player in baseball. We got to see, we've gotten to see Bryce Harper in the playoffs and see what he does. Like, I want to see the best players in the playoffs. We're going to see Shohei Otani in the playoffs with the Dodgers now. And it's, like, I'm not going to get any fucking enjoyment out of it because he's playing for the Dodgers. Like, it's just, like, it's that type of stuff that I'm just like, okay, well. Like, I guess it's not the Yankees, but, you know, there's a moment where we thought he was going to go to Toronto. And I realize this is, like, week old news now, but I didn't pod blank FIFA or whatever. Um, like, him in Toronto would be sick. Like, sure, Toronto is, like, a relatively rich club, but they're not, like, usually a star destination. I, I feel like that'd be fun. I'd, like, probably cheer for the Blue Jays a little. Not buying a jersey or anything, but I'd like to see Shohei... In the playoffs with the Blue Jays would have been kind of fun. Now on the Dodgers, I'm just like, ugh, that sucks. Because, <laughs> like, $700 million, like, who's going to compete with that? Whatever. It is what it is. Um, post game's coming up. Haven't recorded it yet. Recorded in a few hours. Don't really know what it is. So, so apologies if it's bad. But, um, peace. All right, post game. I'm here with Lynn Meggs, my boss. Um, I don't really know what's happening. I told, just told him he's going to drive the boat. Also, two people recording on one phone. Don't know if the audio is going to suck or not, but just turn it up if it does. All right, over to you, Loon Megs. Hey, it's good to be on. Good to be on with my employee again. And really good to see you in person, even though I offered to do this over Zoom and you insisted on coming over and doing it on the phone. So if any audio issues, direct those to the intern. To be please. clear, I can't record at home when my parents are there because then they'll know I, they're going to know I have a pod and then I ha can't swear anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. Well, I wanted to come on for Christmas season because our intern has an interesting Christmas past. So we're going we're gonna to just dive into that a little bit and get us all in the Christmas mood. So I've got right off the top, how many Christmas movies have you seen? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I mean, just count them out that I know I've seen. So you can name them? So Polar, it's not very many. Polar Express, Elf. Polar Express. <laughs> Is Home Alone a Christmas movie? Yep. Yeah. The Grinch. Okay. Um, Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. You've seen Die I've Hard? I've seen Die Hard. Shocking. Credit to me. Um, that's five. This is more than I expected. That's probably about it. I'm sure I've seen <laughs> I'm sure I've seen other ones, but uh, seen no, Home Alone two? No, definitely not. Um, okay. What's the one? The Rudolph one with like claymation. You've one. seen that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so it's just called Rudolph. That's six. Okay. I've not seen the Santa Claus, or any of the other ones. So six. That's six. Still not great, but I you could have done a lot worse. Um. Yeah. Okay. It's more of a I have a don't watch movies thing, I feel like. Uh, I think, okay. Well, I also don't like, the movies I do watch are not like holiday movies. I think that's like. What movies are you watching exactly? Like, I like, um, like, like detective movies. Okay. It's <laughs> very cool of you. <laughs> like, if there's like a cop that's got to like figure out a murder, I'm in. Okay, so yeah. you're like you're a secret agent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're a yeah, cool yeah. Guy. <laughs> a little like mystery movies. I'm in. Okay, which is your favorite? Movie or Christmas, Christmas movie? We're sticking with Christmas. Die Hard, I mean, it's not even close. Okay, because the other ones are lame. It's a good movie. I guess Elf is good too. I think Home Alone's better. 
I've seen Home Alone once in the school store, and I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I'm not even sure we should count that. Yeah, then, in the school store. Then, <laughs> probably didn't see the whole thing. Um, Who is the main character in Home Alone? Uh, Macaulay Culkin. What it's, is his name? It's his name. It's his actor name. I don't know his name. Oh my god! No, that <laughs> is it like not Tommy count. or no. something. <laughs> Tommy. All right, give give two more guesses, just because I want to hear um, what you got. Like Willie. No. Is there anything ending in Y? Just not even close. Um. Bob. I have no idea. His name is Kevin. <laughs> oh, Kevin! I knew that. I knew that. Kevin McAllister. Right? Okay, yeah, now you know. Now I know. Tommy and Willie first. <laughs> All right, we got still staying on, on the movie trend. Yeah. At what age did you stop being scared of the Grinch? Um. And if it's recently, we don't have to talk about it. I don't it. think I was ever scared of the Grinch, but I was scared of the movie The Princess Bride until I was like 13 years old. Have you seen that movie? I'm unfamiliar. It's not, it's like a joke movie. Princess Bride. Have you never seen? You've never seen it. Don't believe so. No. You wouldn't. Um. Whatever. Sounds like a theater movie. It's like a famous movie that's like Eh. funny. Okay. And not scary, and I was scared of it till way too late. But I was never scared of the Grinch. Was it like a choir class movie? No, I watched it with my family. It's like a normal movie. Okay. It's not like a loser movie. (laughs) I don't know what you think it is. Okay, it's cool. It's. I don't know if it's cool, but like it's. It's like funny. Jokester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We got another one. Your favorite holiday tradition. This can be specific to your family or like overall. I feel like you might have a good one though. You might have a good meal that you eat or something like that. Well, as far as, far as meal goes. Um, what is your family eating on the typical? Well, we typical have like Christmas. ham for Christmas, like Christmas Eve, like the night, the dinner, whatever it's called. Okay. Dinner is what it's called. Um, supper. We have ham, and then the next Christmas morning, Beth makes some crepes, and wow. we get all like the we get like all the condiments. All the fixins. Yeah, it's actually kind of rocks. This is get some chocolate syrup, some chocolate chips, some peanut butter. Okay. Some like jam. Yeah. Some brown sugar. Much better than I was expecting. It actually rocks. Yeah, it's pretty good. Beth kind of shows out. Well, listen, uh, there's could be many things said about Jim and Beth, but they're pretty good. <laughs> When it comes to, like, junk food and, like... Like, like at that, the right times? Yeah, yeah. They know like, what I always do. had a closet stocked full of cookies and ice cream and all that shit growing up. <laughs> it's like you're home alone. Like the movie. Going after all the goodies. I don't remember it. Yeah, you... <laughs> okay. I've also got another one. Least favorite part about the holidays. Um... I don't know. I just feel like now that I'm like an adult, mm-hmm. like just getting gifts is just like, eh, you know. Really? Your least favorite part is getting <laughs> gifts? It's not my least favorite part. I think like the day, like December 26th, where you're like, oh, I got new clothes now. All right, now what do I do with yeah. myself? I think that'll get worse as you're oh, now yeah, going to sure. be in an era where. Then you'll have to go back to work. Yeah. And that is all-time lows on, like, the 27th. Yeah, no, that's, like, that's probably the worst part. Like, the anticip right now, uh, what I'm saying is the anticipation of the gifts is greater than, like, the actual feeling yeah. of the gifts. You're not getting anything great. Right, which is fine. I'm 25 years old. Like, I don't care, but... Yeah. When we're growing up, like, you anticipate the gifts, then you have the gifts, and you play with your gifts for 10 days, and then you go back to school. Okay, but you're kind of peculiar. Why is that? With your gifts growing up, what what exactly were you getting? What are Jim and Beth putting in that stocking? The gifts are, I mean, they're not good. Uh, I'm yeah. just not sure if you're waking up to like a bike or a new hockey stick. I'm picturing like a book. Um. <laughs> when I was younger, like before, like video games were a thing. Like the gifts were good. It'd be, like, little toys, okay. little stuff. Like, you were keeping up with, with other people. Some, like, Legos, all that stuff was good. Yeah, yeah. When we get into middle school and high school... Like, when some kids get, like, kind of cool When gifts. some kids are getting PS5s and shit, I guess that was college, but, like, 
where we were like lagging, 360s or whatever we were lagging behind age. pretty much the yeah. best gift i ever got i got an xbox 360 and it was like two years after they were like <laughs> <laughs> still a good gift two years after they were a thing but it was great it was good i got it like my freshman year of high school and that was like actually huge for me okay and then i went and bought like every game all at once and then i only played ncaa 14 for like <laughs> I mean, it's a great game weeks yeah it was awesome because before that we had a Wii, which like cool i guess but all right now i do have some some questions from our from our loon staff members all they've, right they've sent in to try and these, these are hard hitters are you okay with that yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah did santa come to your house no <laughs> <laughs> i never i never once believed in santa and there was no effort on your parents part to no. make you believe I mean, my parents told me that santa was fake <laughs> how young were you like i as young as anything it's so like one of your earliest memories is mom coming down to you. <laughs> no, I don't remember an early memory of them telling me he's fake, but like I never once believed he was real. So at okay. some point when I was like, who's the red guy? They're like, that's something that other people believe in. Would around you spoil Christmas this time. for other kids at school? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't do that. At least you, yeah, you're a my, good guy. My sister would. Really? And she would get in trouble. I and mean, she'd be like, why are you lying to the kids? That's you're putting the teacher in an awful <laughs> really tough, spot, tough there. spot. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can move on from that because that makes my skin crawl. All right, so we talked about it a little bit, but like your ideal Christmas meal. So you do crepes was your yeah your option. You talked about breakfast. You have like I mean that I'd leave breakfast the same, but I do like the crepes. I'd just like go to Cane's for Christmas Eve. You're sick. Or any any other time. You're a sick boy. I, I don't I don't like do holiday things. Like I don't need to watch a movie on Halloween. That's a Halloween movie. I don't listen to holiday music. So you're kind you're kind of anti fun. No, I just think like what's good is good whether or not it's Christmas or not. Like I'm I'm gonna enjoy a Cane's box combo, not a Caniac combo. I, I know my place, but like I'm gonna enjoy that. On you gotta Christmas. do Chinese food on Christmas Eve. That's the thing. Because I'm Jewish? You could be. I'm not Jewish. But that's that's like what the Jewish people do. I think that's cool. I respect do you I do stand that? with them. Do you do that? It seems like you're anti them. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> Trust me, I am pro them. <laughs> no, I haven't done that, but it would be fun. I've done hibachi on Christmas Eve. That I mean actually that's I've never tried it. You've never had hibachi? Um, don't know. But, um... You don't know? <laughs> I don't know if I've had hibachi or not. Do you know what hibachi is? Is that where they, like, throw the onion and shit? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. Never, I've never had that. Probably. I don't think. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't... It's a maybe? <laughs> I have no idea if I've had hibachi or not. But you would know. I don't think I have. Um, But I would be open to getting Chinese on New Year's. I have... Or not New Year's. On... On Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve yeah. I would do that, and well, I also I have never done recently, that. And I thought it would be a great idea. That's what the Jewish people do, because they don't celebrate Christmas. Well, let's let's not interrogate that place. Well, okay, I have a direct source. All right, do you have a Christmas carol that you could sing? No, <laughs> no. That was that was Loon Beast. You gotta He's... you gotta pay for that. Do you? Yeah. Who's paying for that? multiple churches in miami area okay that brings us into a new, to a new question molly she's not here oh then you could you come up here where's molly <laughs> case gonna have to take over for a minute okay um so what just happened was <laughs> lynn makes his mom called down Asking for Goose Molly. Goose Molly's not here. So we were like, Goose Molly's not here. <laughs> and then Loon Megs' mom was like, Loon Megs, can you come up here? And then he was like, yeah, I guess. Um, don't really know what I'm supposed to talk about in this moment. Oh, I hear Loon Megs coming back downstairs. All right, we're so back. We're so back. Mother was having some trouble reading 
some small numbers. <laughs> so, you know, I had to come to the rescue. Fair enough. It's okay. We, we got it done. All right. We only have a couple more. One big question from um, Loon Schmidt here. Uh-oh. Where will you be taking your talents next in terms of living? <laughs> in terms of living? Um, uh, the listeners are curious. They want to know where you'll be, where you'll be in the game, if they can come meet and greet. I'll be taking my talents probably to stay in Miami, but potentially to move to New York. Okay. Where in New York? Like, would be New York City. Maybe. Cheap? <laughs> Not cheap at all, actually. How exactly would you make that work? Um, It would mean I would have a job there if I were to move there. Okay. Which, like, would have to get... Like Wall Street, probably? Next, yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> which means I would have to get that in the next six months or so. Um, I think my lease in Miami is through July. Or, yeah, that feels right. So then I, you know, work a little bit, get a job, hopefully, mm-hmm. move. It's all fine. Okay. Do you have any big big plans for the pod or the blog coming up with um, your extra time? Well, as I mentioned, you didn't hear this part because I recorded it already. I just got addicted to FIFA, so all the extra time I've had has been playing FIFA. Um, <laughs> what do you want me to do with that information? Well, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I'm answering the question. Okay. Um, You've taken up a new hobby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, proud of you. Well, ultimate team. Um yeah, so uh, as you certain... run around a field, fake field. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kick yeah. Kick a little ball. Around. No, at a certain point, <laughs> at a certain point, I will um, graduate from school and write more blogs, and pod will be three days a week. Just kidding. There's no way. Um, pod will probably be the same. But yeah. Any new like segments in mind that maybe spice it up? Because <clears> you have <throat> good Minnesota sports recaps, but just. Uh... Just curious. No. Maybe, take maybe, calls? maybe, maybe, yeah. Well, it's hard to take calls. Like a, a listener line? Hard to take calls on a podcast, you know. You'd leave voicemails. We could leave voicemails. Yeah. Like, I'm having a problem with this. Yeah, What's no, we could advice? do a little mailbag episode. Yeah. Leave some voicemails. It's good. Mm hmm. Um, put that in my employee review and that I had a new idea so that I don't get fired from the loot. Well, yeah, review is coming. We've already talked about it separately. Oh, gosh. I'm not sure if it's going to be great for you. Pay is definitely not increasing. <laughs> <laughs> but we aren't going to lower it either. I'm generating more content of this company than anybody else. I'm uh, still an intern. That's debatable. We have some burners on record that have generated some serious content lately. The burners? There's burners. All right. But we, we don't mention them they're not publicly. The loon, they're not the loon page. But they're burn, They're active. Okay. They're getting uh, added to the chats with NFL players. Actually? Did you make <laughs> <No>. that up? <laughs> They're causing trouble. You'll see them on Vikes Twitter. You look for them. We support them. Yeah. I don't think I have I have too much too much more for you on the Christmas front. I was kind of hoping for. I mean, you did okay. You've seen three <laughs> Christmas movies. Uh, I think five. The, to be yeah, to be frank, your family does it better than I was expecting, which is a, a compliment. Well, I mean, they are Christian, so. To kind of go hard. Is there any specific Christian activities that go on that are good or bad? Praying at meals. Frequently? Every time. Just at meals, though? Not like go to throughout church the day. a bunch. More than once? Well, we go on Christmas Eve and then we go on Sunday and then we go on Sunday. And then... So, frequent? Yeah, a lot of church. Are you up in front at all? Um, any no. sermons? No. No. Been to a lot of churches recently. That's fun. Getting paid to be there usually. Yeah. Oh, actually, all the time. How much per hour? Um, like a lot. Kind Can the loon match it? No. Loon <laughs> <laughs> cannot match. Hey, hey, don't hate on us. I think we'll have some good some good content coming up. We'll have some golf blogs hopefully once that actually gets going. I'll start uh, streaming on Twitch. Really? That'd be good. 
Who could support that? <laughs> Under the Loon. I mean, yeah. it'd be fun. I, I, I I'd a, get, like, zero... I uh, Nobody would watch. I think I have a request for... Would you tweet the link? Sure. If yeah. I if I streamed on Twitch? Yeah, I'd have to okay it with our partners, but, yeah. I think Loon Beast needs to put up a, a that, cooking video soon. That's, that's, a confir- that's a confirmed... I'm streaming on oh, Twitch. Oh, one other thing that we should touch on. We are competing for a big trophy in our fantasy football league that yeah. everyone cares about a lot. Right, right, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win? Who do I think is going to win? Yeah. Um, I think Loon Sam Peters is going to win. Really? Yeah. Think he's going to beat me this well, week? I mean, I don't know. He might or might not, but he has the best team. I think I have the second best team. I That's fine, good but you weeks. play him this week. Anybody gets two good weeks and you're winning the championship. I got but Jamar Chase out. Anybody gets two good weeks, you're winning the championship. But he has the best team, so I think odds are in his favor. Okay, we do have the trophy nearby looking over us. Who's uh, who's on the trophy? Huh? Beautiful young lady. <laughs> <laughs> that I have the utmost respect Is for. Is it Loon, my mom? Oh, she nice. Stop. <laughs> All right, pause over. Pick All right, a, well. Pick hey, an emoji. Thanks for having me on. Um, Emoji? Let's go Christmas tree. All right. Bye.